certain smile and a woolly hat. But still, he picked it up and tucked it inside the cover of the book as he carried it back to his seat, not wanting anyone to witness his moment of weakness. Under cover of his book, he checked out the list of courses on offer. There was nothing humble about the titles. Mastering the Art of Memoir, Mastering the Art of Lyric Poetry, Mastering the Art of the New Gothic. And finally, tucked away at the end like the mad ant on the Christmas card list, Mastering the Art of Storytelling. Gavin bit his lip. It held out a promise that was hard to resist. A twelve-week evening class, anatomizing story structure and revealing the tricks of the narrative trade. For the beginning writer struggling with plot, story and theme, led by distinguished thriller writer Charles Arthur. Gavin wasn't entirely sure you could be distinguished and a thriller writer, but he was willing to suspend his cynicism. He'd read a Charles Arthur novel once, It had been one of half a dozen books abandoned in a holiday cottage. The prose hadn't been up to much, but Gavin remembered the story had hurtled from twist to twist, unlikely events stitched together with a skill that produced the appearance of sense. Perhaps Charles Arthur was exactly what he needed. There were sixteen of them. Usually when confronted by strangers, Gavin's primary directive was to add to his mental database of characters by cataloguing appearance, accent, verbal idiosyncrasies and physical habits. But that Tuesday evening he deliberately put that on hold so he could cling fast to Charles Arthur's every word. It didn't take Gavin long to realise that Call Me Charlie employed a teaching technique often assumed by those who don't actually have that much to say. Charlie made the most of his insights by repeating everything at least four times. First, he delivered the straightforward statement. Then he elaborated it in slightly different terms. Next came a second variation, then finally he'd returned to the first bald statement. Once the methodology became clear to Gavin, and he understood he only had to listen to a quarter of Charlie's words of wisdom, he relaxed and allowed himself to check out his fellow students. He didn't get far. He nailed the salient points of an elderly woman with badly dyed hair but surprisingly expensive-looking shoes and handbag, followed by a man of indeterminate age with the sagging jumper and straggly beard of someone with only three mates who could all list FA Cup winners and Christmas number ones from the dawn of time. And then Gavin stumbled to a halt. She looked like a waif crossed with a wolf. She wore a black leather vest zipped up to the hollow at the base of her throat, not a hint of cleavage, but the promise of well-shaped breasts beneath. Her arms were bare. Well, Technically, he supposed they were bare. The flesh was uncovered, but scarcely exposed. Complicated, subtle tattoos covered her from wrist to shoulder like well-established vines over a pergola. They seemed to be derived from the complex designs of Chinese porcelain. Gavin's throat was suddenly dry, his tongue huge in his mouth. He looked back at Charlie in a bid to stay calm, but his eyes drifted back to the woman. Her hair was thick and dark, cut short and choppy. In profile, her features were well-defined. He recoiled from the word, chiselled, but it kept slinking back, annoyingly irresistible. Her eyes were the blue of indigo jeans, and they were fixed on Charlie. She was concentrating. That much was obvious. What was also clear was that she wasn't exactly impressed. Gavin tried not to stare. It took a conscious effort, but he managed to focus on Charlie, at least with his eyes. Eventually, Charlie came to the end of his spiel. Gavin would have struggled to offer any kind of summary, 
but now apparently they were being set an assignment. Split into groups of four, provided with a handout that listed half a dozen elements of a story setup, then posed a series of questions. This is the starting point for a story, Charlie said. It might be a short story, it might be a novel, it might be a screenplay, that's up to you. What I want you to do in your groups is to brainstorm these bullet points and questions and come up with a plot line. You've got 20 minutes to work on that before the end of class. Your assignment for next week is to take that plot line away and write your version of the first 1,500 words of whatever it is. He spread his arms in a gesture of generosity. Enjoy yourselves. Then he turned away and opened his iPad. They were in the same group. Gavin didn't even have to engineer it. They fell naturally together along with the bad hair dye woman and the straggly beard bloke. The woman with the tattoos and, it turned out, the black jeans and biker boots was Natasha.